Hello there, writers. This is Kristen Kiefer, and you are listening to episode number 27 of the Well-Storied Podcast, where I share tips and tricks that help writers craft sensational novels and build their very best writing lives. Today, I have a brand new article to share with you, and that is called How to Craft Riveting Internal Conflict for Your Story. This article is the second in a two-part miniseries on conflict that you can find over on the blog at well-storied.com blog. We also covered the first article in this miniseries called What is External Conflict in episode number 25 of the podcast, so make sure to check that one out first if you'd like. All right, ready to dive into today's episode? Let's get started. Conflict is the backbone of any good story. External conflict, which we broke down recently here on the podcast, occurs between a character and an outside force, whether that be another character or an element of nature, society, or technology. On the other hand, internal conflict arises from an ethical or emotional debate that occurs within a character. This style of conflict, while occurring in some form in every story, has the same ability to carry the full weight of a plot as external conflict. But how? Well, let's discuss internal conflict together today. Let's start out by just simply discussing the definition of internal conflict. Internal conflict pits a character against their own mind or heart, which is why this type of conflict is typically called character versus self. For this type of conflict to play out, a character must be pulled in two or more directions while attempting to make an important decision. Common pulls, or triggers, include a desire, which simply put just means that a character wants something, a need, in which a character requires something for physical, emotional, spiritual, or mental survival, duty, which is obligation that leads a character to do what they feel is right or necessary, regardless of whether they truly desire to take that action. Fear, which is the assumed consequences of a circumstance or decision, placing pressure on a character to act or remain inactive. And finally, expectation, in which a character feels obligated to do as others wish, often for sheer social self-preservation. And wow, that was almost a tongue twister. When a character experiences two or more of these triggers at a time, internal conflict is born. The character knows that they must make a decision on what actions, or lack thereof, they will take, but the triggers they experience make the decision difficult. During this time, your character may experience doubt, confusion, mental or emotional distress, anxiety, or fear. Here are a few examples of internal conflict as found in popular novels. First up, we have Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. In Fahrenheit 451, books are illegal. Guy Montag is a fireman whose job it is to set fire to any homes that are found to contain such illegal materials. However, one day, while on call, his curiosity gets the best of him. He decides to steal a book to discover why the government considers it so dangerous. Having looked at the book, Guy is faced with a choice. Will he do his duty as a fireman and protect his family by burning the book? 
or having been mentally and emotionally starved by a society that demands ignorant complicity of its citizens, will he attempt to preserve the knowledge and power found in literature. Our next example is The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. In The Hunger Games, Katniss Everdeen is selected by the government to compete in a winner-takes-all, fight-to-the-death style arena game. Katniss doesn't want to kill her fellow competitors, but with a family that relies on her for their own survival, Katniss is desperate to win. Fear, duty, and need intertwine as Katniss fights to survive the games without sacrificing her soul to the government who oppresses her. And our final example today is The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. In The Lord of the Rings, Aragorn is the long-lost rightful king to the realm of Gondor. Prophecy dictates that he is the man to take the throne, but Aragorn hesitates to fulfill this prophecy, fearing that the same corruption that ran through his ancestors' veins will cause him as well to turn to darkness and lead his people astray. Knowing all of this, how can we use internal conflict successfully in our own stories? The key to crafting successful internal conflict lies in consequences. In essence, your character should be stuck between a rock and a hard place. No matter which decision they make, negative consequences should ensue, or at least your character should believe that they will ensue should they take action. These consequences, which are also known as stakes, are what create tension. And tension really is just a fancy word for keeping readers on the edge of their seats because they have too many questions that just need answering. Questions like, what will the character choose to do? Will they really face those consequences? How the heck are they going to get out of that situation? Will they really risk all of that just for this? Eventually, of course, your character must come to some sort of decision, whether that to be, be to take one specific action or to try to avoid any action at all costs. In any case, whichever trigger wins out will serve as your character's motivation. So, how do internal and external conflict intertwine? On a grand scale, motivation is one of the key elements of great storytelling. You may only need a character, a goal, and a source of opposition to build a basic plot, but it's your character's motivation, in other words, the reason that they choose to pursue their goal, that will, with any luck, resonate with your readers. I mention this now because motivation is born out of internal conflict, as we already discussed. When a character is unhappy or when their needs aren't met, when duty gnaws at their conscience, or when peer pressure weighs heavy on their shoulders, when fear pushes them to be brave in spite of danger. These are all consequences that we, as humans, have faced in our lives. They're relatable, even if the character or their goal is not, which is how you as the author bridge the divide, how you build a human connection that hooks readers into your story. And so readers are invited to walk beside your character in their journey. As your character's motivations lead to action, as action leads to internal and external consequences, as consequences lead to further internal and external conflicts, your readers will be right there too. By digging into internal conflict and getting to know what makes your character tick, a cycle is born, a plot is built, 
pacing is established, a theme emerges, and your character begins to learn, grow, and develop. Before you know it, you have a story. And a damn good one at that. Writers, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed it and you're listening in from iTunes or SoundCloud, make sure to subscribe for more episodes. And if you're on iTunes, it would also mean the world to me if you could leave a quick rating and review to help the Well-Storied podcast continue to grow. Thank you guys so very much. I would also like to give a quick shout out to all of my lovely patrons over on Patreon who make this podcast possible with each and every episode. If you too would like to help support the podcast and all that I create for Well Storied for as little as just $1 a month, you can get involved over at patreon.com slash wellstoried. Writers, thank you again so much for listening in. It's been an absolute pleasure. Happy writing to you, and I will see you guys next time. Bye!